who is your God? Does everyone have a God? Does everyone believe in a God? And if so, in which one? Find out more in today's episode of the podcast According to Sci Faith. I'm Josua Göcking and you're listening to According to Sci Faith. Who is your God? That's what's the title of this episode and it's a kind of a provocative title. Depending on who you are, depending on what you believe, you might say, my God is the Christian God. You might say, maybe my God is the Muslim God or, or whatever. Or maybe you might say, I'm an atheist. I do not have a God or I do not believe in a God. So the question is, does everyone has his God and atheists don't have one? Or how how is this working? And what does this mean? And I think there are some interesting answers one one can find. And there is one thing that I um, picked up recently uh, or that I learned recently of somebody who, 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 who how he was defining what a, what what a God means or what to him or how he interpreted what a God is or how one could interpret a God or, or faith in general or religion or how you want to call it. So... Um, This is also depending on, so when you, for example, when you have, uh, as a Christian, maybe you notice know when you have doubts, when you have doubts in your life, when you doubt, oh, is God the real, uh, is God real, is he really there? Uh, there are new scientific uh, things that, or new things in science that seem to uh, make, put in doubt uh, the, the the faith or, or something like that. And actually that was something that triggered it with me. So some historical occurrences where somebody said he he is not convinced that they happened, but uh, they they would be in agreement with the Bible. So it, when you experience this, uh, what does this actually mean? And, and what I came to see is what it means is that you have ever elevated something above God. So, um, for example, in this case, you have these uh, scientific findings or in not even scientific findings, but just historical findings, which seem to contradict um, contradict the the. The, what the Bible says, or what the history of the how the Bible tells this history, so um, they are in conflict, and depend, depending on uh, what you believe or what you uh, well you hire, uh, you will either go with your doubt or you go with what you believe, and this is exactly what I came to see is that there there are kind of um, hierarchies, there are hierarchies of what you value, what you believe, what you uh, value the most, what you value the least, what you uh, what has the highest uh, stand in your life and what has the least stand. And, and they, do you have a hierarchy of this? And basically what's at the top of this hierarchy is, um, is you could say, is what you believe God to be. And this thought is actually not of me, or it's not nothing that I stumbled myself on. But uh, all, already the uh, psychoanalyst um, uh, Jung um, had this, um, and he said basically the same thing that there are uh, that every man has something that which is the most important to him, or which is the most 
uh, essential thing he believes or he he's convinced of and this is in the in his hierarchy at the top and to every man this uh, what he has as his top is his god so they to him there was no question of whether a god exists but rather the question what is your god so hence also the title of this episode so uh, I do not believe everything that he says, so I'm not really uh, familiar with the, the rest of his analysis, only uh, to some degree. But I think in this part he is uh, to some degree at, at least right. And uh, it's interesting that the, the Bible also tells of this. So in the, in the Bible, there's not only mention of uh, the Christian God, but, but there's also men mention of Uh, uh, many other so-called lowercase god or as the bible calls them idols so idols were basically all the gods that the, the other um, peoples in in uh, at the times of of uh, israel were worshiping for example baal or in egypt ra or different uh, other gods that, that we know from Uh, the Roman and the Greek mythology that they also had uh, many, many, many different gods, and um, the the Bible would call those idols and uh, would call the, the the worship of those idols. It would uh, uh, obviously call sinful, since uh, many Israelites also uh, were tempted to worship those idols and. Um, Actually, um, the Judaism and later Christianity was uh, one of the few religions who really um, had this exclusivity that it said, yeah, you can only uh, worship one God. Because if you look in ancient Rome and uh, ancient Greek, they were, you could say, pretty open about God. So when the when the Greeks and the Romans, they got together since Rome um conquered uh, Greece um, then they, they they basically accepted the Greek worshipping their God, they even started also worshipping uh, Greek gods and they mixed them up all, all together so um, for them it was not really a problem if there were a bajillion gods who could worship for them it was just like yeah you worship your God, I worship mine gods this God is important to me and this is important to you and there were also um, differences among them themselves whose god they worship some were worshiping maybe uh, bacchus the god of wine if you were a warrior you would worship mars uh, because he was the god of war and so on so you had also there your priorities you can see it already there in this polytheistic uh, religions you can see they had their hierarchies depending on what they would do um If they were a warrior, then the highest god for them, of course, was Mars. If if they were uh, in medicine, then the the, the god, uh, depending on which which name, just escapes me, was was their highest god. And so they ha had already these hierarchies established in their polytheistic worldview. And depending on who you were, you would uh, um, uh, prioritize uh, different gods in your life. Uh, but the Bible is pretty clear that it says there's only one God and the, that they uh, only uh, exalt him above everything else. And so uh, what they say is those, I or what you can conclude from this is this, the, that there is um, are those idols and there is one true God according to the Bible. And what you have in your highest priority is basically 
your God, whatever it is, if it is the Christian God, if it is uh, in ancient times Baal, Jupiter, or whoever, or in in today's time, I mean, we usually we don't have people who are worshiping idols, or at least not that many. It's not that common anymore to worship some idols, uh, but also still there are maybe p people who who believe in talismans and 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 those things. But uh, it has shifted a little bit what what we might if if somebody does not believe in God or in in a God what he might um, prioritize the most. But there are still things that he has on his hierarchy. There are still things he has at at the top. For example, it might be that science is your top hierarchy. That that this is at the top. That you say. Uh, whatever can be proven by science, that's the only thing for me. That's the thing that I will believe. That's the thing that I will I can count on. Then this would be on this top of your priority. And according to Jung and to this uh, uh, thought, it would be basically your God. And uh, there, there are also other things. Maybe you you are. Uh, Maybe you you say family is above everything. It's just about love. It's just about uh, this and that. So uh, this can also become uh, um, a, a thing that is at the at the top of your um, uh, of your your belief system and 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 be your god in this sense. And also, what's pretty common today are um, are thought structures or or beliefs. Um, ideologies you call it uh, that can be at the top of your um of your thinking of your hierarchy which uh, everything other needs to submit to so everything that happens you always watch it through the lens of a certain ideology whether it is a political ideology or a different version or a different form of ideology and what's interesting there is that if you look just at the, the term ideology and compare it with the biblical term idols you see there is this it's the same source so the, the even the word is has has a similar source so even though it looks like a lot has changed in uh, in f going from pagan societies who were worshiping idols made out of wood or stone or bronze or whatever uh, to today where we uh, where we basically or some people basically worship some ideas or ideologies so it looks like there is a lot different but if you look at the word itself you see maybe not so much has changed so what do we do with this or how we can can we proceed so this was basically the first statement that i made that i said okay basically everyone has a god and what your god is is just what is at the top of your priorities what you deem to be the most important to you the thing th through which you uh, watch everything in your life through which you watch all your life which is the essential part of your being and and this is then um your god this was the first statement so now I'm making I'm gonna make a second statement which I think is also pretty um pretty reasonable and this is that basically everything in this world everything secular is corruptible. So you can see it everywhere you can see it 
especially nowadays where, where so many things are happening and where basically everything, even if it was meant to be good, even, even if it w w had a good purpose, even if the people who created it were well in, had well-intentioned, at some point it usually gets corrupted. At some point uh, people come in who abuse uh, what, what is there and uh, it, it, it gets corrupted and... Uh, sometimes eventually even destroyed so you can see this in every uh, every discipline be it an ideology be it uh, uh, something else for example i mean this podcast is uh, called sci faith and you can see it science itself can be corrupted and it has been several times in history so uh, the most uh, uh, the, the example I use for, uh, the most, for example, uh, is during the Third Reich uh, with, with, in national so socialism, where they basically started to um, uh, do something which they called German physics, um, where they basically uh, said that most of the physics that was current then, so theory of relativity and quantum mechanics, was constructed by Jews and therefore uh, inferior and nonsense. And then they created their own physics, uh, which they called German physics. And there were even Nobel laureate, laureates who uh, were um, working on these theories and who are working on this. So uh, the, there you can see obviously how science was corrupted by an ideology. And this uh, has happened there. It has happened since sometimes in, in some degrees it's also happening today. So this uh, attack on science, if you would like to call it, is always there. And therefore science itself is corruptible. So if science is at the top, if it's uh, if this is the, the highest hierarchy, then there, the, then you you can and will be deceived so this is this is one thing um it's it's also in in different cases and even in even even one's faith can be corrupted if it's if it if, if the thing that's at the top is mis, is replaced by is not placed if there's not got there but other things like um in, in faith we call it if uh, religion we we say um We, we basically make the difference between faith being a, a relationship with Christ and, a, a, and and living according to what the Bible says and just uh, living to some uh, according to some traditions or to uh, to in a legalistic way following uh, laws without really having this connection to God this is what we call religion and even this can corrupt your faith so even their uh, corruption can um, come in. And um, what's really interesting is also that there are sometimes people who know of this uh, corruptible uh, uh, behavior or who know that, that um, for example, in science, uh, who know that science is corruptible, who know that there are uh, things where you can be certain that you know something and it's uh, it's not that good established in science for example yeah for example you you believe something to be completely true but the scientific evidence for it is flawed and you uh, by the kind of how these studies are done you kind of know that the the evidence might be flawed but still you have this blind spot and you blindly believe 
still these evidences or the, that might be fake so so this is all this is the interesting part that even if some people know of of the thing that they believe in to be able to be corruptible they oftentimes are still blind to it that that's a really uh, fascinating thing i uh, i think often uh, what you can oftentimes see but uh, what we can conclude is that everything is basically con corruptible so if you have your um, whatever the your highest hierarchy of secular things is what you what is at your top it is all if it's something secular it's all corruptible it's all you, and and then you are necessarily deceived there, there there is no other way to see it so so if there is something secular if there is something in this world which has the highest place for you which you put the most value in then you are according to this logic if you believe those two statements to be true then you are per by definition deceived because those are all corruptible so What do we do with this? Is everything lost? So is there nothing which is incorruptible, nothing that we can trust? And the answer is, if we take those two statements and say there is nothing more than this world, there is nothing more than this secular world, then the answer would be no. There would be nothing we can trust and we would be uh, deceived by definition. There would be no way out and we would uh, just be deceived. We could not help it. So um, what uh, What does this, <laughs> that sounds rather sad, but what, what is the good message of this? And the good message is, I believe, is that this already shows that there needs to be a higher quantity. There needs to be something higher than this world. There needs to be something higher which is not corruptible, which is not subject to this corruptible world and therefore world and therefore is not corruptible. And this is what we call God. This is uh, yeah, what the Bible calls God and uh, what it talks about when it, it talks of God. And It's it's really like this that if we go with these two statements, we 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 can can basically conclude if there is no God, then there is uh, then then we are we cannot help but be deceived. There is no hope if there is no God, we cannot help but we are deceived no matter what. But if there is a God, then we have hope. Then we can hope that there is a God who is trustworthy, who is incorruptible, who is always uh, truthful and who, in whom we can trust, in whom we can put all our trust and therefore never be corrupted uh, as long as we put our trust in him. And basically, uh, 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 at least as I believe, you can see from the fact that we can understand that everything in this world is corrupted that everything in this world it's some to some degree is corrupted and 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 will lead us to being deceived in some way that we can notice that we can distinguish this and not not just blindly uh, 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 go go our ways without being aware of that that already shows us that there must be something higher that there must be something incorruptible because how can you Uh, know something to be corrupt if corruption is all you know so by us knowing that there has to be something that, that 
everything is corruptible and there has to uh, we, we basically know that there has to be something that is incorruptible and this is God and so the, I think by this we can already know that there is a God and there has to be a God and what's also um, what the Bible also tells us is that he can be experienced and that he wants to uh, have uh, co uh, yeah, communion with us that he wants to unite with us so, so uh, we can get to know him And I think this is uh, what 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 would basically be the next step. So if you take these statements and you say, yes, uh, those make sense to me, and I think there must be something higher, then I encourage you to just uh, just pray a prayer and ask God to uh, to reveal Himself to you, that you might see Him uh, and that He might show Himself to you. And one thing being said, I mean, I talked a lot about corruption, a corruptible world. Uh, basically, that's just a different word for what the Bible calls sin. So ba basically, uh, it, it shows that in this sinful world, um, they, we, we are all the time deceived without knowing it if we have not if we don't have something from which we know that we can trust it blindly that we can trust it completely and this something is not a something but a someone and this someone is God and he wants to get to know you so I really encourage you if you if you if if this what I just said uh, makes sense to you then I encourage you to just reach out pray this prayer that he reveals himself to you read the bible read the scriptures start at the gospels because that's that's, that's the good message and then then continue from there and I I hope and pray that uh, God will reveal himself to you so this was today's episode um of Sci faith I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made sense. I hope you could understand it. It was just something that I was uh, pondering uh, the, the, the last weeks and which uh, got re re revealed to me uh, and which I thought was pretty helpful uh, and uh, encouraged me in my faith. So if it were, if you had a similar, um, if, if you felt similar, then just let me know. Um, I, I always like to hear from you. You can reach me at my webpage, sci-faith.de uh, slash en, and there you can go to, to the contact form and just write me. And um, also, if you want to learn more about SciFaith, you can get more, more information there, get information about, about my book, which right now only exists in German. But if you're able to speak German, then you can just uh, order it and also... Uh, If you are really fluent in German, you can also listen to the German version of the podcast where there are a lot more episodes also on scientific topics where I really dive deep into especially physics topics. So um, I hope to see you there. And until then, I wish you all a great time.